Hello, this is Collective Noun. For a high-quality program, press 1. You have pressed 2. This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Welcome along to the show this evening. Uh, And look, Zach, Married at First Sight, the biggest show just about on TV right now. It is causing so much drama and mayhem in my personal life that tonight on the show I need your help. I can't imagine how it'd be causing drama. I mean, yep. you're not on the show, no, and I'm, I'm fairly confident, although I will ask you now, Yes, you don't know anyone on the show. Not personally, no. Okay, no so one. how could it be causing you drama? It, look, it's a, in a roundabout way, this show has become a big source of an argument between me and one of the people closest to me in my life. Yeah. Um, I don't entirely know how to resolve this one. I know you're pretty good at conflict resolution. Sure. Usually when I bring... Arguments I'm having with my mum yep. to the oh, show. Your mum is it's it. My mom. There we go. That's a big reveal. <laughs> normally, when Judy I... Faye's not happy, she's not happy. And normally, normally when mum and I are having a bit of a bit of a tiff, you're the one here, Zach, who can help us. I'm That's happy your job. to mediate between you two, mother and son. <laughs> it's a rare form of counselling. Yep. I mean, you're I specialise of... <laughs> just for you two. <laughs> no it. one else. You've heard of couples counselling, singles counselling, but mother-son counselling. It's another big topic, and I'm going to need some soon because. The way things are going, Married at First Sight might put a real wedge between Mum and I. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Shock news tonight, Dom, Mm. as Bernard Tomic, Australian tennis player turned I'm a celebrity, get me out of here contestant, Mm. has been the first celebrity in the history of that show to say the words and leave the show. Guys, I'll say the official words. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. See you guys. Now, I, I could be wrong, but this show started when? On Sunday. <laughs> okay, right. It's now Tuesday. <laughs> right. So normally the show goes for six weeks. Yeah, doesn't it go for ages? It's a pretty long they show. They come out with big beards <laughs> and they look totally different. Their hair's long. Except for Warney. I think Warney came out looking like he just had some spray tan. Warney looked great. But I... Are you suggesting that maybe there was a jungle spray tan <laughs> that wasn't on camera? <laughs> Either that or maybe Warney is just naturally that radiant. Maybe it's all been natural all along. It is interesting, though, that it's only taken him, what, two, three days hmm. to call time on the show. Yeah, I guess you don't know how you're going to react in the jungle. No. And you get there and you realise, geez, this is actually a full-on jungle. <laughs> it's not what I thought it would be. Well, a lot of people are uh, saying he's a quitter. Can yeah. I just say, he's done better than I would do. Oh, that's true, Dom. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. The moment that they say, get in the helicopter, we're taking you to the campsite. You wouldn't get in a helicopter, would you? Oh, get me out of here. <laughs> like, straight he away. got bitten by a snake a few times. Did he? Yeah. We'd, well, that doesn't sound in safe. In the first uh, Tucker trial. What? And they let the show continue? Was this... Yeah, you put your hand in a box to get something out and there were snakes in there and it bit him a few times. Uh, clearly not a very venomous snake. No, I mean, they probably... That could also that. have led to him wanting to leave, yeah. I would imagine. <laughs> Once you get bitten half a dozen times by a snake, you might mm. be thinking, why am I doing this? Well, if that happened at a hotel, you're leaving a pretty bad TripAdvisor review. He has quit in two days, so mm. we were wondering, how quick did you quit? Did you quit quicker than Bernie on thirteen ten sixty? perhaps? I mean, I'll set the bar. I didn't quite quit a job as quick as he's quit So this. he did two days. What did you do? I, uh, I My first casual job, I was working checkouts at Coles, and I survived two weeks in that job. Were you bitten by any snakes? <laughs> um, uh, upper management was, <laughs> I suppose, metaphorically the you snake. You were leading a revolt, were you? <laughs> Something as like a 14-year-old. <laughs> oh, look, it was, uh, it was a tumultuous two weeks. Uh, really wore down my spirit. And, um, and you know, like Bernie, I went up and said, I'm Dom Faye, get me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> 
they, they didn't make much sense to them so at the time. So what did you go, two weeks? I went, I think it was dead on two weeks that I left. I've never quit a job quickly. However, mm. I did work in an admin job when I was 18. And okay. on the second day, yeah. I walked in and knocked on the boss's door and she looked up at me and said, oh, you came back. <laughs> So I think they were pretty used to people quitting that job. <laughs> Thirteen, ten, sixty. How quickly did you quit a job, uh, Hannah? Well, what, what what was the quitting for you? Well, I quit my job after two shifts. Two shifts. Okay. What was the job? What sort of work was it? It was at a hairdressing salon, and I was just like sweeping floors and stuff. Mm. I had two two-hour shifts, and I was like, "Nah, I'm done." <laughs> what was the main thing of why you thought this isn't for me? Uh well. Just not into sleeping floors, you know. I was yep. like, I can do more than this. Yep. You yeah, want it, it you lo- know. like the it sounds like the start of a musical or something. I made for more than this. Two, I two think hour it shifts, could though. be the storyline of Oliver. <laughs> Is it? Doesn't he do sweeping? No, that's a chimney sweep. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> my mistake. Uh, Alex on thirteen ten sixty. How quickly did you quit, Alex? Hey, how you doing? Um, so I had my first job when I was about 15, and it was a local burger store. I won't mm. say the name because there's only one existing. Mm. Yep. Um, and I came in, and they told me to clean the shit under the deep fryer. And so I just walked out, got on my bike, hopped on home. No <laughs> Not way. for you, Alex. <laughs> no way. You I, can put the... I burgers, and they told me to clean the floor, and I'm like, see you later. <laughs> Well, at least he knows what he wants. Well, that's true. That's that's a very important thing. And I th- feel like it's about time the 15-year-olds of the country were more clear in their job interviews. That's 100% what happens is the 15-year-olds get all those jobs. <laughs> it's like all the 18-year-olds are pulling rank on them and like, we'll flip the burgers. You start sweeping. Uh, Julia on 131060, how quickly did you quit, Julia? Uh, I quit exactly the night that I started. Okay, right. So you you didn't even last a day. No, I didn't even last the shift. What happened? <laughs> well, um, it was my first shift as a waitressing, yeah. um, and basically it was a busy night, and it was all going well, and then I had to serve a big table of people that I knew. Okay. And it was that table that I decided to be clumsy and dropped all their plates right in front of them all over the floor, and okay. I quit out of sheer embarrassment. <laughs> Well, you know what? I'm guessing from the amount of service you gave them, Julia, they probably didn't make their money back on the the broken cutlery. Well, it definitely was, you know, service that they will remember. They never yeah. let me live it down now. So, yeah, definitely embarrassment that I hold with you, me. So, hang on. You actually cost the company money. <laughs> yeah, well, luckily they got their food replaced. But, yeah, unfortunately yep. okay. can't, can't replace that, you know, the shame that I can never live down. Yep. I have been to a restaurant before that said service you'll remember. And yep. <laughs> I would just say, in that instance, 100% right. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. This is Dom's Google history. Dom, you can learn so much about someone by what they search on the internet. That's why mm. each week we read out your Google search history. Mm. You have to explain why you Googled the weird and wonderful things that you Google. What do you got this week? Our first Google search yep. comes from Tuesday at 1.24 a.m. Do hot cross buns count as a serve of fruit? <laughs> uh, they're a bakery treat. <laughs> Why would they count as a serve of fruit? <laughs> There's sultanas in them. Oh, I found some really good gluten-free uh, hot cross yeah, buns. Yeah, you were eating really healthy that day. Carrot cake, <laughs> hot cross buns, <laughs> bit of banana bread. Really taking care of your health. 
Well, no. In the in the gluten-free hookers buns that I found, in one of them, there would have been at least eight or nine sultanas. Oh, wow, <laughs> man. Jeez. I, I wonder. You're like a fitness model. <laughs> well, nine sultanas. <laughs> Watch out. I just wondered how many sultanas until it cuts to serve a fruit. Yeah. Um, many more than nine is the short answer. Um, the the article I found actually said don't eat hot cross buns. Very very not good for you apparently. Okay. So, but that, I haven't taken that advice on board. <laughs> uh, the next one is actually a cooking related question as well. Okay. Wednesday at six o three p.m. How to get cooking oil off me? <laughs> um, Bit of a well, spill in the kitchen. No, no. This is um. So last week on the show, you you put temporary tattoos on my arm. Mm. Remember that? Oh no! This, <laughs> this was, uh, I think I googled last week a temporary tattoos cool, and yeah. so you you tested it out. And I obviously wanted to get the temporary tattoos off me when I got home. Mm. And Google recommended that the best way to do that was lather your arm in cooking oil, <laughs> and uh, and they, the the tattoos would come off. Did it work? No, <laughs> I just, I just had a very oily arm, yeah. and um, and then I couldn't get the because you know how once you got cooking oil on you, it's so hard to get it off. It's so greasy. I have never had that problem. <laughs> <laughs> when I when would have I had cooking oil over well, myself? If, if like you spill a little bit on your hand or something. Yeah, it's okay. like well because I tried to wash it under the shower, but I couldn't do that because you know the oil didn't wash off in the shower, mm. so I didn't know how to get the cooking oil off me. Mm. The good news is you didn't stick to the pan. <laughs> that was the upside. <laughs> Uh, no, ultimately, I, I had to, to just basically use paper towel, get a lot of paper towel on there, and I, I more or less got it off. The last thing you Googled Tuesday at 11.38pm, how to know if you're good at kissing. <laughs> what concerns me about that was that was searched at a time that I was in the room. <laughs> I don't know why you were Googling that. <laughs> I, I was just, I think, I feel like I've Googled this one before. It sounds familiar. Yeah. I, I was wondering, right, because cause I don't know what my positives and negatives are as a potential partner. Mm. Should I, could I go around saying I'm a good kisser? Mm. I don't know. I mean, the, the only way I could find out would be contacting people I'd kissed and That's asking. That's a great idea for a segment. <laughs> <laughs> We should do that. <laughs> well, like a trip advisor, people like can rate my kissing. People, all the people you've kissed, <laughs> we'll get them on the show. For your short list, yep. we, can, we can work on that. I was just curious, you know, what? how do you know when you're a good kisser? Yeah. Um, and again, there's a website I found with a heap of tips on there, basically. Mm. A heap of things like, do people enjoy or want to kiss you? Yeah. You know, things like that. From judging myself by the criteria, I'd give myself a 6 out of 10. Okay, average kisser. Average kisser. And you know what? Congratulations. Um, uh, <laughs> it actually had a print-off certificate. Yeah. Did you put um, that on your Tinder page? <laughs> rated a 6 out of 10 kissing. I will do that, actually. That's a good idea. <laughs> um, but no, you know, it, it, kissing is one area I'm happy. 6 out of 10 I don't think is bad. Yep. Um, Passable. Do you, do you want to take the quiz? Uh, I'm okay, thank You're you. <laughs> Happily married. Uh, my wife is satisfied with my kissing abilities. <laughs> this is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. This is Collective Nouns Out of Context News. Making Out of Context News tonight, Bernard Tomic revealed what his data roaming charges were while in the jungle. Half a million dollars to a million dollars, you know, it's, it's my choice. It's something that I've worked for. 
and I've earned. Also, Roger Federer loved seeing Paddington 2 at the movies. Uh, this one's definitely very unique, like the first one was. Uh, so this one is uh, is uh, an amazing one. And Donald Trump has entered the jungle for I'm a Celebrity. It was hot, like 115 degrees. I was there. That was a hot day. You learn if you're in shape, if you can do that, believe me. This is Collective Now. With Zach and Dom. Uh, Married at First Sight has just started the new season of that last night. One of your favourite shows, Dom. You watch it every year. It's pretty much the only reality show that I really get into. I I don't know exactly what it is, but I'm hooked on this show. Mm. And uh, it's always been a show I've enjoyed watching with mum. Uh, Mum's a big fan of it as well. Sometimes we watch together. Classic mother-son activity. Is it? For you guys. For us. <laughs> do you and your mum do it as well? Uh, no. No. Okay, right. Well, the thing is, this show that has brought us together over many years, over the past few days, has torn us apart. What's the problem? Well, here's the problem, Zach, is I'm a single man. Yeah. And this year I turned 25. Eligible for the show. <laughs> Eligible for the show. That's the rule. Single and 25 and you can apply to be married at first sight. Applications for the new season will open shortly. And I have been... Talking with mum, saying, I reckon I might give it a crack. I might apply for Married at First Sight. That's What's... not a good idea, Dom. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean that's not a good idea? It's not a good idea. Why is it not a good idea? Um, you, you sound I don't like think mom. that's your best shot at finding love. You're sugarcoating something I, here. Are you, do you believe <laughs> yep. that because it's... <laughs> Yeah, because the mm. lady is going to see you for the first time as she's walking down the aisle. <laughs> yep. Do you think that's going to vote in your favour? <laughs> like an entrapment scenario. <laughs> you can't turn back now. <laughs> you signed the contract. Well, no, the, the thinking is, though, I mean, this is what they say on the show. They've got psychologists mm. who scientifically pair you with somebody. Uh, yeah, that's because that's what you believe. <laughs> The psychologists do pair them, yep. but it's to make the best TV. When you watch that show, yeah. you're 100% like, there's no sane person that thought these two would be good together. They fight the whole time. Yeah. And then the panel that picked them act like they're surprised. It's like, no, this is exactly what you were planning. Yeah. Uh, look, you might be right. Um, it does seem they sometimes. They would put you with like a, a girl who uh, likes to party. The total opposite of you. Well, maybe they wanted to cause conflict. Maybe that's what I need, Zach. Maybe I need to let loose a Yin little and bit. Yin yang. Yeah. That, that, you need maybe... the opposite to you. Well, so the, the thing is, Zach, is I brought it up with mum and she had some very similar points to you. Her okay. main issue, she said, they don't edit anybody on that show to look good. Yeah. No that one comes true. out of looking good. Yeah. She's like, you're going to- Unless gonna... you get burnt. Yeah, that's Unless true. Unless you get like the other person walks away. And with my romantic history, fair chance that I might get burned. But but mum was worried about how I'd come across if I came on the show, that yep. I might be edited to look bad and that I wouldn't find true love on there. Mm-hmm. That's her concern. She's given me threats. Three threats that uh, that what will happen if I apply for the show, if and I go on they? the show. The first threat is she won't talk to me for at least three months. Okay. That's... And that's bad for you. <laughs> she set that time frame. I don't know why she picked three months. Yeah. But yeah, three months, no mum and Dom chat if I go on the show. <laughs> Which is usually 8pm every night. <laughs> mum and Dom chats. Yeah, well, you, tea. you and our producer Michael have to leave the studio while I can have a bit of a phone call with mum. Yeah. It, it's a bit annoying. Um, she has refused to meet the woman I get married to mm. on the show. Well, see, that's actually going to play in your favour. When the producers hear that, they're going to go, oh, that sounds like good ratings. Yeah, well, the, the the last one, though, is probably the big one, the big problem for them. She refuses to be on the show if I go on it and says I'll have to hire an actress to play my mum. <laughs> that's not the solution they'd come to. I think they would just not mention that your mum wasn't there. <laughs> I don't think just... it'd be like Susan Sarandon <laughs> sitting there. <laughs> Sitting in a church playing your mum.
<laughs> that would be great. That would be great for ratings, though. That's why you can sneak in some bigger names. Uh, playing Judy Faye on tonight's episode <laughs> of Married at First Sight. Oh, well, you know, Patty Newton hasn't done anything That's for a little true. while. We, there's, there's a lot of people who could, who, I mean, you know, I'm, I think Patty Newton's a bit older than my mum, but yep. we could find someone who could play the role. Yep. My point is now I'm at this crossroads, Zach, because I want to find love. I don't love. see any crossroads. <laughs> don't, don't apply to be on the show. I want to find love. The show looks like a bit of fun. No. And, uh, and and basically, I'm now having to decide between love and mum. Yeah. And it's put me in an uncomfortable position. What a decision. I know um, what you're going to pick. What? Mum. <laughs> you're probably right. That's, that'd be my guess so far. But I'm just saying, if this does go poorly over the next few months, if I decide to apply, if I do go on the show... Yeah. I might need you to play the role of a family member because I don't think... (laughs) I'll play the role of your (laughs) mum. This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Do not want to alarm anyone, Mm. but I cannot be positive that the microphone I'm speaking into has not been tampered with by Dominic Faye sitting on the opposite side of the desk to me. I believe that there is a conspiracy on this show and Dom Faye... Is conspiring against me. Well, you, you're you're using my full name, which is the international sign of you speaking seriously. Uh, I don't, what on earth are you talking about? I feel like I'm on your side. I'm on your team. This uh, radio show, Collective Noun, yeah, has a podcast. You can get it on iTunes if you'd like. Mm. It's everything we do on the show. Plus, sometimes we add some extra bits. Yep. Dom is in charge of editing those extra bits. Now, last night we mm. were recording some of those extra bits. Mm. Um, and I had some very entertaining observations about indoor plants. <laughs> you know, this is an interest <laughs> I've picked up recently, Dom. However, it's been brought to my attention today that the indoor plant chat had been yeah. cut out of the podcast. It, it got cut. My voice is being suppressed. I'm trying to be <laughs> silenced here. And I think for, on behalf of everyone who loves indoor plants across the country, I need to speak up. It was two or three minutes on the confusion between someone telling you to put a plant in direct light and you couldn't figure out. It's very confusing. (laughs) Does that mean you put it in direct light or indirect light? (laughs) As in outside of direct light. Uh, That's very relatable (laughs) for people who love indoor plants. That's good gear. (laughs) I, I don't. I didn't want to bring it up. I, I was listening back through it, and I thought, you know what, the podcast no, is running a bit long. This is what you believe. What? This is what you believe, and mm. I want to shut this down right now. Yeah. Okay. You believe <laughs> yes. that no one is interested in indoor plants, well, but it's my belief mm. that there are a lot of people who are into <laughs> indoor plants. I go around to the nurseries. There's young people out there. Are there? I follow a lot of <laughs> blogs on Instagram. Zach, lots well, of people have indoor plants. When, Dom. Uh, last week on the show, when you're talking about your new gardening hobby, you played a grab from a gardening podcast you listen yeah, to. Yeah, okay, I'm not talking about that. Because <laughs> I'm just telling you, that sounded like the most AM radio piece of audio I've ever heard. What would need to happen, what I'd mm. like to do to yeah. call this conspiracy out, <laughs> is agree with you on some terms of what it would take for you to believe mm. that young people were actually interested in indoor plants. If I could get a petition going, yeah. a radio petition, mm. for people to sign to say, yes, I have indoor plants yep. and I'm under 40. Yeah, okay. How many people would you need to hear from to say, okay, that's mm. actually a thing? Maybe five, ten thousand. 10,000? No, that's way too many. That's too many? Okay, I'm just thinking petition numbers normally. <laughs> no, well, how about, radio okay, petition's me, much right. less than let, that. Let me scale down. How about three? 
Is three, is three better? Well, I was thinking of three, yeah. yeah. Okay, right. Okay, we'll go with three. We'll go with three. I reckon, um, no, you know what? What? I reckon we can get five. <laughs> okay. All right, well, that's so if we get five people, that yeah. should blow it out of the water because you were only expecting three. <laughs> if we can get five people on 131060 yeah. to say they have indoor plants yeah. and they are interested in them, <laughs> will you admit on the radio mm. that you were suppressing well, I'll admit, I, I'll put my hand up and say I was wrong to cut that out of the podcast and I didn't realise the market that was out there for indoor plant chat. I'll happily put my hand up and say that. But we're not going to get five calls on this, Zach, because I'm telling you, I talk right, to other well, young I need people. To do a, yeah, what and, do they say? And, and I've never heard indoor plants come up in conversation. Ladies and gentlemen, people <laughs> of the nation, if you have a fiddly fig, if you have <laughs> devil's ivy, if you have a snake plant, I need to hear from you now. 13, 10, 60, we must unite against Dom who's oppressing us. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Dom said if we get five people mm. who are under 40, yep. who admit that they have indoor plants and that they're interested in them, mm. that he will admit he's wrong. And you'll also admit to being a cons- for conspiring against I, us. I didn't, admit, I didn't say I'd confess to that. Yeah, I've added that. <laughs> Can I just say, yeah. uh, first response, we haven't had the phone lines light up quite like this for a little while. I, I Maybe this is everyone calling to agree with me, but I'm initially concerned. Well, let's see. we got Steph in Sydney. Steph, do you have any indoor plants? I do. I have many indoor plants, oh, and I'm fine. very proud of them. What's your favourite one, Steph? Pardon? What's your favourite plant? Um, I have a peace lily, and mm. I, yeah, that would be the prettiest one that I have. I just got a peace lily the other day, Don. Still alive. To anyone just joining us, you haven't accidentally flicked to the AM band. Yep. We are doing gardening chat on No, FM. they're very nice, actually. Why are they nice? You'd like them, because they're peace lilies. We have Chantelle. <laughs> Chantelle, are you on board? Uh, yep, yep, I sure am. That's I, um... two. What do you got? Um, I couldn't tell you the name of it. It's got red and green leaves, and I got it off my mother-in-law for Christmas. Yeah, I love I that one. I actually knew mm. that there was inside plants and outside plants, so I always killed them and didn't care until I got this one for Christmas. Now I'm in love with it. And doesn't it just lighten up the room, Chantel? Uh, yeah, it like it's kind of like a piece of decor that you don't, like, it's unique for your house. It's yeah. not like something that you buy at Kmart that everyone has. Yeah, that's so true. Well, I'm sure a lot of people have the same red and green plant, though. No, not the same one, though. Well, okay, I guess not exactly the same one. Well, actually, if they've come from a cutting, it could literally be the same one. (laughs) But that gets complicated. (laughs) We won't go into that yet. No, please don't. (laughs) That's two down. Jess is in Mildura. Jess, please say you're not also into this. Yeah, I am. I've got about 20, I reckon. Oh boy, what's your favourite one, Jess? Um, my definitely my fiddle fig. It's hmm. they're so expensive, and I just have a dream for it to be, you know, two metres tall. Yeah, how big like. is it at the moment, Jess? Oh, it's um, on there half a metre. Yeah, see, mine's about thirty centimetres. Exactly. I <laughs> yeah. saw a six foot one at the nursery, two hundred bucks. They go for dub. Really? Um, and I thought I'd kill it straight away, so I thought I'd start with a small one and try to grow it into a big one. Do you one. know the other things you could spend two hundred dollars on? I didn't buy that one. I bought the twenty dollars small one. <laughs> It's not growing much, though. <laughs> I can't believe we're doing this. Uh, this Sarah, is actually, in gardening the Blue Mountains. <laughs> we need two more people. You on board? Yeah, Liam. How are you? Well, I'm well. I'm feeling very <laughs> confident that we're going to get our full petition here. Uh, Sarah, how yeah. long have you been into into indoor plants? Look, um, I haven't had the best history with plants. Mm. I do kill them a lot, and it's, uh, 
I, I do care for them a lot. I just think that sometimes I overcare. Yeah. And maybe give them a, bit, like, a bit too much water or a bit too much sunshine. But I've kind of, I've, I've kind of dialed down my care factor a bit and it's tended to keep them a, bit, a couple of them alive. So um, I have them at work, at home. Every, oh, I try Sarah. to get some. I, Sarah, you're, 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 it is so clear that this is a big part of your life. You you have them in all your various spaces that you That's go. four out of five, Dom. I, I, um, fun fact, overwatering is the most common cause of death among indoor plants. Young players at home, mm. don't go so hard on the water. Do you just call that a fun fact? Yeah. You might need to revise that. Uh, Georgia <laughs> in Melbourne, we need one more. Hey, how are you going? Please, can you be this person? Dom has I to am- admit to conspiring against the plant lovers of the country (laughs) if you say that you are into indoor plants. I am obsessed with indoor plants. My house is a jungle. It's covered. There we go, Dom. How many do you have, Georgia? Not... I honestly couldn't even count them. (laughs) Start naming some of them for us. Rub it into Dom. (laughs) I've got skittle-leaf figs. I've got... Pretty much every calathea under the sun. I've got Keep going, Georgia. And chain of hearts and string of pearls and pretty much anything you can imagine. I have it. Okay, oh, this is salt into his wound. This, He's hating this. No, this is awful, Zach, because we've been doing this show for over a year now. I haven't seen you this excited or this overjoyed in any other moment of the you show. You have been oppressing us. Uh, You've tried to. Silence our voices, but we're rising up together like a plant (laughs) bursting through the canopy and we're saying no more. No more will we live in the shadows. We will be in the sun, soaking up the rays. Okay, well, is there any chance I can overwater this gardening segment? Because I don't know if this has potential long-term, really, gardening chat. I don't know if this is the show I signed up to do. Everyone, this is a great day for radio. It's a great day for garden lovers. Uh, We're getting represented on the radio. (laughs) I don't care if you're under 40. If you're under 30, you can be never too young for the garden. And to everyone else out there who's like me, who doesn't understand what this is about, I'm so sorry. Regular programming will resume up next. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. 131060. We want to finish with this. What did you do to make money as a kid? Now, the reason I asked this, Zach, is because I was driving up my street yesterday and saw something that I did not know existed in the real world. I've only ever seen this in movies. Mm. The kids of the street had put on a lemonade stand. Homemade lemonade. Well, this was, this was more than a lemonade stand. They actually branched out. It was a soda stall, was what they were calling it. Right. So the idea was, uh, you know, because obviously if I see soda stall in my street, I've got to pull over. I gotta go get a soda. I gotta see what this is all about. Support some young entrepreneurs, right? What was the setup like? Uh, so they just set up a trestle table mm. at the front of somebody's garage. There's about handwritten sign. Yeah, handwritten sign. Um, they diversified. They had a few products actually. Um, well, three products. They had soda. They had popcorn, which I'll be honest, looked like it had been sitting there all day. Mm. Uh, and they also had what I think was meant to be chocolate cake. Mm. Didn't really look like chocolate cake at this stage. You're going to pass on that one. I was going to pass on that one. I think it was about six or seven of the kids in the street had combined for this new business, this new venture. So they had, you know, Soda Stream? Mm. So they had the Soda Stream thing there, four different flavors. And you got to pick a flavor, obviously. For $2.50, you get 150 mils of Soda Stream. Okay. Great idea with the Soda Stream. Yep. I feel like that's pretty steep. It is steep. This, this is, look, all credit to these kids, yeah. but there's market realities. <laughs> there's a Macca's down the road. Yeah. I can get a, uh, la- a, a large <laughs> frozen Coke for a dollar. A dollar. And that's a lot more. If, if, if we're but you meals. know what we keep hearing? Yeah. You got to support the locals. <laughs> that's it. Small business. <laughs> and you can't get smaller 
Then the lemonade stand. What no. did you buy? Uh, so I went with the creaming soda. Did they take card? Pay wave? <laughs> Unfortunately, no. They had an FPOS minimum, which yeah. was a real shame. No, I gave them uh, I gave them $10. They didn't have change, which right. I thought was... So a... did you just make a donation? Yeah, I just made or a donation. Or you said, give me four. <laughs> well, I, I, I could have taken collateral, I suppose, until they gave me my $7.50 change. Open a tab. Uh, look, no, rarely do you go to a shop and they say, we don't do change here. Mm. We'll just take your whole $10. I imagine that they hadn't sold any yet. Uh, no, I think I might've been their first customer. They said they'd been there for a few hours already. It's a pretty quiet street. I'm pretty impressed by that. How yeah. old were they? Uh, age between eight and 12-ish, I guess. Pretty it young. does make me feel bad that I called health and safety on them. <laughs> <laughs> but they do have to face the realities of life at some stage. That's business, baby. Oh, totally. And look, what a great introduction to the business world, because part of the business world is bankruptcy. And <laughs> I imagine with the sales they were getting at the end of the day, they probably had to file. What I did when I was a kid, a mm. similar thing. We set up a store on the side of the road, yeah. uh, selling like secondhand goods that we found in the house, but our only customers were my parents. <laughs> so they were just buying back the junk <laughs> from their own house. Do you raise much money from that one? Uh, a couple of dollars. And we split it between like six people. <laughs> Thirteen ten sixty. What did you do to make money as a kid? We are looking on 131060 for mm. young Zuckerbergs. Yeah. Uh, we have Ray in Melbourne. What did you do to make money as a kid? Uh, hi there, guys. Um, when I was a kid, I used to sell um, Coke and Pepsi out of my locker. Oh, great idea. There's okay. one at every school. <laughs> there really is. Because tuck shops, and I imagine yours was the same, Ray, they wouldn't have soft drink on sale. Yeah, they would, but it would be heavily priced. Yeah, and you can uh, undercut them. <laughs> okay, oh, so you're getting the soft drink from your parents. Wholesale. <laughs> Wholesale. You put a mark yeah. up, but you still keep it under the tuck shop, and you walk away with the profits. Exactly, uh. exactly. I actually got busted by the principal once. <laughs> and what happened? You just, uh, you bribed I mean, him with a few cokes? <laughs> he was like detention and he let me off. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Uh, that... you got to respect that. You do. I mean, the teachers are teaching... Mm. Out of the textbook, yeah. but Ray's learning life lessons there. I would have thought that'd be a straight A for the economics assignment. Yep. I mean, he, he understands how the market works. I mean, when Coca-Cola finds out that you're reselling their product, you could be in a little <laughs> bit of strife. They do but say that, I think they? as a uh, high school kid, you're probably like, well, I'm young. Uh, Jared, in Shepparton, what did you do to make money as a kid? Uh, good evening, guys. Here, I used to make um, pallet furniture out of broken pallets. Okay, Hang on. Well, that sounds like a pretty legitimate business. <laughs> so wait, well, you... basically, I used to get the used to get dad to get the wood, the broken pallets from his work. Yeah, and I'd just clean them up, take all the nails out, and sort of sand them back, and then make them into little tables or little footstools. How, or, how old were or, you at the time, Jared? I was about twelve. I watched my dad make a little table, and I thought, well, if he could do it, I could do it. Did you sell so many? I, I did actually. I made about one hundred and fifty dollars. Oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good for reclaimed furniture. I mean, I'll be honest. When I was twelve. I think uh, Dad once let me mow the lawn with him behind me. And that was how I made a little bit of money. Jared's doing like <laughs> difficult carpentry. You're getting heavily supervised mowing. Uh, that is all I got time for on the show tonight. If you want to hear the show back, you can search for Collective Noun on iTunes and get the podcast there. We'll see you tomorrow night at 10 p.m. Bye. That's all from Collective Noun. Grab podcasts and videos online on Facebook at Collective Noun Comedy.